Welcome to Coffee and Contracts with John Apino, brought to you by Financial Residency. John owns Contract Diagnostics and is an expert on physician contract negotiation and compensation review. If you have an idea for a podcast or a question you would like for him to answer on one of his shows, please email podcast at financialresidency.com. Now grab your cup of Java and get ready for Coffee and Contracts with John Apino. Hey, everybody, it's John. Again, with Contract Diagnostics, we have a question today that we're going to answer. The question, it's a very good one. It says, I'm finishing orthopedic surgery residency. I'm about to start my sports medicine fellowship. I've started my job search. One of the jobs would be at a private practice, which has a deal with a private equity firm about two years ago. I would be the first hire right out of fellowship. All the other partners joined from existing practices. So their question, now that's a frame, is what type of question should I ask about the private equity deal? And what types of things should I have in my contract to ensure that I'm included in the next, quote, bite of the apple? Any and all advice for young orthopedic surgeons signing their first contract with a private equity affiliated practice would be greatly appreciated. So sounds like a great opportunity. We've seen private equity blend into many different specialties, orthopedics being one of them over the past few years. We've seen it for decades in dermatology. We've seen it a lot more recently in GI, urology, and orthopedics. We've seen a lot of play into the oncology space as well. And of course, we've seen lots of layover companies, private equity, and otherwise into many different hospital staffing agencies for hospitalists, emergency medicine physicians, and the like. So how do you handle this? Well, first off, if you if they haven't already affiliated or sold to private equity, that's a really important discussion. We feel like having, if they've promised that they would never sell, then we feel like having something in the contract that grants that grants immediate equity if and when they do sell, or has a clause that they have to notify you within 90 days of any discussions beginning with a private equity company or any acquisition of any type. We feel those are good things to bake into a contract. We actually had one physician, I think it was an ophthalmologist, we were doing the negotiation deal. And he said, John, I'm 100%. I would never sell, not in a million years. And I said, well, would you put a clause there that I was joking? And I said that well, you'd give him $500,000 if you would sell? And he said, actually, I'll give him a million. So go ahead and we'll put that in the contract. And he was that adamant that there's no chance I'm ever going to sell the practice. And if I do, I'll give the guy a million bucks and I'm just going to hire him now. And the, for, the contract was two years, then partnership. So he was going to be a partner. He probably is by now feel free to ask lots of questions if you haven't already had the practice that's affiliated or sold to private equity. Now, if they have, as in the case with this orthopedic surgeon's question, what are the questions that you can ask? Well, I think, ask, is partnership in the private equity possibility? Is, is everyone just an employee now of the private equity? What's changed? If it was two years ago, typically what happens in these acquisitions is things go smoothly for the first year, the first two years. The group has their practice and things don't typically change much. Then after about two years, they start to poke the box. They start to change some certain technologies. They start to maybe request that certain procedures, certain case volumes, certain things are added on to maximize profits for the equity investors themselves. Most typically, when a deal like this is agreed to by the owners of a practice, they have what's called an earnout. So they would receive a lump sum payment upfront for their equity in the business, and they have to remain at the practice, usually keeping a certain schedule and usually keeping a certain amount of revenue. So let's just say a typical orthopedic surgeon generates a million dollars in revenue per year for cases, working full time and taking a call five days a month. Well, this 
equity partner would then sell to the private equity in the private equity firm, become an employee of the private equity firm, and maybe they're giving a million dollars for their equity. Now, their contract would then give them a salary, potentially a bonus structure. Now, they would have earned their way out of it, called an earnout, after four years. So that physician typically has to keep a certain level of production, keep performing a certain number of hours for a certain defined amount of time, usually in the two to six year frame. So most time it's around four years. So for this surgeon, one of the questions that I would be asking would be, are there any earnouts? And if so, how long are they? Because I would want to know if in two years, a lot of the senior partners start to transition away from medicine because they've got enough money and they no longer want to or need to work anymore. Maybe they like working and they're going to stick around a long time. But that would be one of the questions that I would ask. Like I mentioned before, I would also ask about equity in the private equity industry or the private equity company. Is there any way that you can buy partnership in that? Or is it just strictly an employment situation from here on out? They may grow the practice. They may sell the private equity company. And if so, does that mean that there could be a liquidation event? Again, it all depends if you're going to be a employee of the organization or if there is potential still for partnership or not. And if so, what those metrics are and what that means in terms of costs, aggregation, return on investments, and those kinds of things. Obviously, if you have those other documents, they can mean a lot more layovers. And so it's important to have those reviewed as well. It could also mean that you do or don't receive it based on the way you terminate or how long you terminate or the amount of notice you give. So there's all kinds of ways that these things can be structured. And it's super important, of course, to understand all of your documents. But if they're just on a basic bonus structure, then all the other questions that we've talked about on the podcast and every other piece of content we have out there remain relevant. So feel free to email us for a list of those compensation questions. You can message us at info at contractdiagnostics.com anytime. We'll send you all the free resources we have from questions to ask around partnership or around compensation or benefit. But this is a great question. And private equity is in many forms of medicine now. I don't know what's going to be lower or go away. It might become more challenging. So always great questions to think about when you're considering joining a private practice, which means there's just more risk typically on those deals, which is why they typically have more reward. But it's important to ask the right questions up front. Again, I'm John at Contract Diagnostics. And if we can help with anything contract or physician compensated related, please give us a call. You can find our number online. You can hit us at contractdiagnostics.com. You can set up a free 15-minute call with us at any time by just clicking on the website. We look forward to continuing to stay in touch and talk with you all soon.